All right, we're going to go to Matthew chapter number 18 again, and then also, if you'll find 1 Corinthians chapter number 5, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 5, and then, <clears throat> but we're going to begin uh, in chapter number 18. Of course, this morning we looked uh, mainly at verses 15 down uh, through uh, verse number 18 and, and referenced a little bit about the context of the following verses uh, down through verse number 22. Uh, and, uh, and where we didn't cover was uh, really more uh, included in the reconciling of brethren where the Lord uh, gave a parable. Uh, I don't have a red letter edition Bible in front of me, but, uh, but yours is if you have uh, that. These are the words of the Lord. Now all the Bible are the words of God. Uh, and, uh, and when we understand they're written by inspiration, God uses, well, uh, Matthew uh, here to write, but these are the words of Jesus. And, and so um, there's kind of, a, uh, in a way, a special uh, emphasis that's laid upon uh, the content when we see uh, those red letters uh, in our Bible. Uh, and so we spent some time this morning uh, laying out uh, these verses there in, the, in verses 15 through 18. Uh, and I really, I didn't really have notes with me this morning, uh, but part of what I was trying to communicate uh, was when it comes to church discipline and purity uh, of the local church, uh, there's just a lot of ignorance about the nature uh, of the local church. Uh, and even with people who have attended church, uh, their whole life. And, uh, and as time goes on uh, and doctrine becomes more watered down, uh, the world becomes darker, uh, the church has kind of walked uh, in step with the world, the world's got more progressive, uh, and then the church has done so as well. Uh, what uh, what uh, would be an issue uh, in every church uh, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, uh, is, is not an issue in many churches uh, today. Uh, that's sin. Uh, and, uh, but the whole nature of the church, church members, non-church members seem to have an idea <clears throat> that the church is just a, another a human organization that, uh, that sets its own rules and, and, and can and therefore changes them to suit uh, the mood of the time. Uh, the idea that the church has received uh, a revelation from God, a deposit of truth from, the, uh, from God, uh, and is the custodian of the truth of the Word of God uh, has completely vanished. Uh, so church uh, or confusion about the nature of the church feeds into the impurity problem in churches. But there's also um, uh, ignorance about the meaning of church membership, and I touched on that uh, this morning. Joining a church used to mean that someone was agreeing with that church's doctrinal positions and uh, and voluntarily submitting themselves to the authority of that church. Uh, it's not a club. It's not a social club. Uh, it is. Um, uh, it's, it's life and death. It's it's biblical and it's and it's uh, it's important to God. Uh, it's important to us, and and we all need to develop uh, a different. Um, biblical understanding about the church uh, and, uh, and local church polity. Uh, and I'm not talking about constitution and bylaws. Uh, the word of God is our final rule of faith and practice. Uh, those, the bylaws that we have, the constitution that we have, and our statement of faith and our mission, all of that supports what the scriptures say. And let me also say this. We, there are offenses that people commit uh, that we will not do Matthew chapter number 18. It's an automatic uh, exclusion uh, from, uh, from the church body. Um, for example, uh, if you were to commit murder, all right, 
uh, you're, you're out. <laughs> uh, you'll be removed from church. You're going to go to prison. Uh, it's not that you wouldn't be forgiven or not loved, but there are some offenses uh, that are obviously so serious in nature uh, that, uh, that following you know, what we talked about from Matthew chapter number 18 uh, is not necessary. Uh, and that's just kind of common sense. Uh, but, uh, but there are, and, and again, even if you've committed murder, you can be forgiven. You can repent. Uh, and, uh, and God can forgive you, uh, and, uh, but uh, it's hard to kind of gauge sincerity and sorrow uh, for uh, those types of, uh, types of uh, acts and things that people do. In other words, joining a church uh, used to be uh, tantamount to voluntarily submitting one's life under its authority. Now it's common for people uh, to join churches that they don't agree with, uh, to fight uh, the leadership of those churches, um, to, uh, to say all kinds of different things and tear it down. Um, you know, and really, uh, it's, it's become a mess. Uh, and, and it's not just, uh, it's every church. Um, and, and pastors uh, all the time um, uh, talk with me about it. And uh, I had, uh, in fact, I was at the airport um, and I had forgotten my passport. Uh, and I was just thinking, it was like an hour, you know, an hour and 50 minute flight. And so I was doing things here in the morning, and, and so I'm buzzing around. I get like Auburn-ish, kind of uh, north of Auburn, and I, I looked at my phone uh, at a text, and it was, I saw my uh, passport picture, and I'm like, Ugh. And I have my passport. So I turned around and busted back home, and long story short, uh, there's no way I could make my flight. I came back to the church, I'm like, you know, basically done. Uh, with everything, and, uh, and then Autumn found me another uh, flight uh, to get there and uh, kind of a long way. Well, anyways, I'm, I finally get to the airport, and I'm sitting there. <coughs> my mind's just swirling. My blood pressure is just, you know, probably uh, way too high, and, um, and my phone doesn't stop ringing, and, and it's not just our church folks. It's people, so a pastor calls me on the phone, uh, and he's like, I ask you a question, uh, and I'm like, yes, and, and he lays out an issue and stuff uh, that he's got at, a, at their church, uh, and, um, and so I, I, I talked him through all that, but what I wanted to do is go, you know what, um, we got problems. Let me ask you some questions, and, uh, and, uh, and really there are uh, in, in many, like for example, the pandemic, there's nobody, uh, no pastor can call another pastor and get some advice on how to work their church through it. There are some things that you don't learn in Bible college, uh, and, uh, and there are scenarios and things that take place in churches that uh, will, will just blow your mind. Uh, my dad used to tell me he's, uh, a long time ago, he said, my dad was a lost man, he said, uh, he said, Bobby, he says, if I see anything that I haven't seen before, I'll shoot it. <laughs> That's what he, uh, he would tell me. Basically saying, I've seen everything. Uh, and just when you think you've seen everything, uh, you see something new. Uh, and it just throws you for, for a loop. And so I mentioned that, you know, it was just a high-stress day. Uh, where I was going on the other end of getting there uh, was uh, another set of stressors, uh, and somebody's asking me uh, for advice. And, uh, and to be honest, I didn't really want to help them. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like, just you pastor your own church, uh, and uh, et cetera. So um, I just get that way. Uh, I know you never do. Uh, but, uh, but I do uh, every now and then. And so there's ignorance concerning the nature of the church. There's ignorance concerning the meaning of church membership. Uh, and then there's, and I didn't get into this, I'm just going to mention it. There's also ignorance of the nature of God himself. Uh, so uh, uh, God is a holy God. 
God, God is a just God, a righteous God. Uh, he wants us to be holy as He is holy. Holiness, purity, separation, um, you know, putting off the old man and his deeds. Is, the Bible's from, from beginning to end is just filled uh, with the holiness of God. Uh, and uh, God is love, uh, and we can never, you know, emphasize that love enough. But even in His love, it's a holy love. Uh, he loves like we don't love. In other words, God's love for the sinner never compromises His holiness. Uh, and uh, He doesn't forgive the sinner without judging the sin. And the death of, of, of Jesus on the cross is our greatest example of God's uh, love. And the greater love hath no man this than a man lay down his life uh, for his friends. And so all of the ignorance about uh, church discipline uh, is why I'm weighing in uh, on some of these things, of course, uh, today. Uh, but when we read Matthew chapter number 18, uh, the Lord didn't name uh, the offenses that he was talking about <clears throat> dealing with or how the church would deal with those in that passage of Scripture. And so in order, because that didn't happen, we've got to kind of look elsewhere in the New Testament uh, at, to where there are examples of, of church discipline being enacted, uh, not completely through the whole gamut uh, of the stages of it, uh, but um, the church dealing with stuff that was going on. Um, in the next, well, let's turn to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number 5. Um, all of 1 Corinthians chapter number 5 and uh, in uh, most of chapter number 6 are dealing with uh, this topic. And it's one of the areas that I'll, I'll get into in a minute. But um, one of the areas where uh, church discipline, church authority, uh, and uh, in all that God has stated in the scripture is to how things are supposed to be dealt with. Um, we find here, like in 1 Corinthians 6, I'm not going to read all of it, but uh, financial uh, business offenses, uh, you, you look at um, there, any of you having a matter, verse number one, against another, go to law before the unjust and not before saints. Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matter? Remember, you know, people say um, we shouldn't judge. But the Bible tells us to judge righteous judgment. Uh, and the church is to deal with that. I've, I've been asked several times in the past uh, you know, uh, few months uh, about, um, you know, can we sue other Christians? Can we take other Christians to court or to law or before a judge? Uh, and, uh, and I've stated that within the local church, uh, and when I mentioned it briefly a few weeks ago, um, these are admonitions to local church. And, uh, and so I said, if somebody uh, in a, a sister church did you dirty, smashed your car, whatever, uh, and uh, there is no um, authoritative answer to should you or should you not um, take them to law. Uh, and, uh, but definitely within the local church, uh, there, are, there are rules. And, uh, and so what the Bible teaches is that when there is a dispute amongst the church body, uh, that the church is to help mitigate that. Uh, and, uh, and it's not, um, it's uncommon uh, anymore for people to, to follow this scripture. In fact, um, you know, people just, uh, you know, sue each other and take each other. And it's, and it's a difficult thing. And I'll, I'll get into more of that in the future. But uh, definitely uh, church members, uh, it should not be uh, taking one another uh, to um, worldly lost judges. Know ye not, verse 3, that we shall judge angels, how much more things that pertain to life? Uh, if ye then have judgments 
of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are at least esteemed in the church. I speak this to your shame. Verse 6, but brother goeth to law with brother, and that before unbelievers. Uh, and, uh, and so this was um, uh, a case that was taking place then, um, and it goes on uh, now uh, today. And really, uh, when you take biblical relationships, biblical church things, and you go to a, a, a lost judge, a lost lawyer, a lost whomever to help mitigate things that God uh, has clearly stated in the Word of God, you're, you're on a path uh, that is an unbiblical path. So financial things, business things, these types of interactions, God's designed uh, that those things be taken care of uh, in the local church. So we should ask and, and pray and get advice and, and, uh, and settle those things. And uh, really, most of the time, it's settled like, hey, you know, um, is this really that important? Big picture. Uh, can we just you know, let bygones be bygones. Can we forgive? Can we move forward? Uh, and it's, it's our responsibility as a church, uh, mine primarily as the overseer, to be involved in those things. That's the biblical plan, all right? It's right there in the Bible. Uh, we're going to move on. But that is an area that we see in the Word of God uh, where, where church uh, action uh, and, uh, is taken uh, to, to help uh, fix those things. Um, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, Ephesians chapter number 4, uh, there, the church deals with divisive church members, uh, bickering, tailbearing, gossip, offenses. Um, those are sins. And, uh, and uh, people are marked and warned. They're told to avoid. Uh, the Apostle Paul uh, chides them, uh, some by name. Uh, we read about that like in the book of Philippians. Uh, but those are areas uh, where the church uh, is to act uh, in, uh, in sometimes in a disciplinary way, uh, at least to admonish uh, and uh, to, uh, to tell uh, people like, hey, uh, that's not wrong, uh, or excuse me, that's not right, that's wrong, and you should stop doing that. And let me add <clears throat> to uh, the content uh, in the examples that I've kind of uh, alluded to uh, and uh, in the issues and problems. Um, if you're talking about someone and not to someone, um, you're sinning. And, uh, and so when we begin to deal with and hopefully not have to, uh, you know, these types of issues, um, it's, a, it's a heart-wrenching, difficult, you know, but it's also, you know, we are all we, turkey neck, like at accidents, right? You know, it's like we, we, we have this curiosity that is, that is really unhealthy and we want to know details. And really, honestly, knowing details of things is not going to help the problem. And uh, it, it just makes you a gossiper. Uh, and, uh, and I'm saying straight out right now uh, to you on a Sunday night is that as, as our church uh, potentially has to deal uh, with the disciplinary issues, uh, if you add fuel to the fire by being a gossiping, backbiting, tail-bearing you know, sinner, um, uh, you'll... you'll uh, you'll also <laughs> uh, hear some things uh, about that. And, uh, and, and so if someone comes to you, hey, did you hear about so-and-so or whatever, you know what you ought to do? I'm not talking with you about that. Uh, and uh, talk to people, not about people. And so those are offenses in Scripture that the church 
uh, is to discipline uh, and, to, and to mitigate. Uh, there's heretical and doctrinal offenses. 1 Timothy 1, 2 Timothy 2, uh, Titus 3. You know, admonish somebody as a heretic. You know, we're to avoid them. Uh, and, uh, and we are to call those things out. False teaching, uh, all of that is uh, our things. But uh, the one that we're going to look at tonight is from 1 Corinthians chapter number 5. And, uh, and one of the areas that is very plain in the Scripture where discipline uh, was enacted uh, was by you know, clear, clearly established, publicly known moral offenses. And we find that uh, in chapter number 5 of 1 Corinthians. So begin reading uh, there in verse number 1. It is reported commonly that there is, a forni- there is fornication among you, as such fornication is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. And ye are puffed up, and have not rather mourned, that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily, as absent in body, but present in spirit, have judged already, as though I were present concerning him that hath so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord." Your glorifying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be new, uh, a new lump. And ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. I'll stop there just for a moment. Uh, but um, uh, the, what God is dealing with in this passage of Scripture is the, uh, the person who committed uh, the sin, but He's also rebuking the church uh, for their indifference towards the sin altogether, all right? And uh, we're clued into, and I, I, I can't get into it all because of time, uh, but look down to verse number 9. Well, let's read verse 8. Therefore let us keep the, the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So there's a, the Christ our Passover. Uh, we, we often rest this these couple verses out. We talk about sin and how sin affects. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Uh, but uh, but um, he's dealing, this is all in the same context that is there. He says in verse 9, I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators. All right, so he's writing, this is the book of 1 Corinthians. But he's, he's stating to them that I've wrote to you in another letter. Paul, not every letter that Paul wrote to churches um, is in the canon of Scripture. All right. Now, I'd love to be able to find that letter uh, and read it. Uh, it wouldn't be authoritative because it's not in the Bible. But what he said is, I wrote you a letter before. Now, he's writing this letter. He said, I wrote to you before, uh, and I told you that you're not supposed to keep company with, for- with fornicators. Uh, verse 10, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world. So he said to them in that letter, apparently, they're not to keep company with fornicators. But in the world, it's a difficult thing to know, um, you know, it's, we're to be separate and come out from the world to be separate, saith the Lord, and, uh, and all of that. But there are people in your life uh, who are sinners, they're not saved, and they commit the things that are listed out in this passage of Scripture, uh, and uh, they're your, you know, um, you know uh, the person at the store, they're, you know, your insurance agent. Uh, th- we can't not... Um, communicate with people at all. Uh, So Paul was warning them in the world to not uh, keep company with fornicators. But then he goes on and says, 
uh, and he's qualifying, he's, he's, he's adding to it. It's like he wrote him a letter, they didn't follow the advice, and so under inspiration of God, he's adding to that. He says, not altogether with the fornicators of the world, or with covetous, or with extortioners, or with idolaters, for then must ye needs go out of the world. But now I have written unto you, not to keep company, if any man that is called a brother be a fornicator, or covetous, an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner with such in one, know not to eat. For what have I to do uh, to judge them also that are without? Do you not judge them that are within? Now backing up a little bit, uh, he says it's reported commonly uh, among you. And that phrase there, um, that uh, it can mean two things. It means actually, it's like it's reported. And so Paul is not at Corinth. He's written to them before, he's writing another letter, but somebody reported to him what was going on. Earlier uh, in chapter number one, uh, uh, there's a, a reference to the house of Chloe. Um, Chloe was a, a member of the church at Corinth, uh, and she told Paul about the, the um, disputings uh, that were going on uh, in the church. So somebody who uh, apparently had enough spiritual uh, credibility reported to Paul that this was taking place and that nothing was being done uh, and that Paul, without even being there, without even investigating, without even asking questions, passed judgment and said, this is what is supposed to be done. Uh, and uh, so this whole kind of, um, you know, I always, when, when I was growing up, they would say, you know, things like snitches get stitches. And uh, you never wanted to be a narc. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, someone said, um, I, I remember one time, I'll just, con- I'll confess, there was, there was one time we were, um, uh, all, as boys were in the mall, and uh, we would steal stuff all the time, and, uh, and the, this, this time I didn't steal anything, uh, but as they came out of the store, a couple of my buddies, and, by, and, and two of them are in the ministry other than me <laughs> today, and so God does reform people, uh, and uh, and so, so they, like, they, got, they got caught, and then they were trying to get me, uh, the people in the store, and then the police officers to, you know, to tell on them, and I wasn't doing it. I remember one of our Christian school teachers always trying to get me to tell uh, on the other boys, and it's like, there's a code, uh, lady, you don't know, you're just not supposed to tell. But here's the thing, in the Bible, um, it is a loving thing to do, to confront sin, uh, and, to, and to do it biblically in the right way. Sometimes that's a report. Sometimes that's a, a house of Chloe uh, saying these things are going on uh, and, uh, and to, uh, be, because it can't be helped if it's being hidden or, uh, or um, you know, kind of th- under the rug kind of a thing. So it says it's reported commonly. So that's something like this. It's been reported. It's actually happening. He believed it. He's passing judgment. But but you don't. See, it says here that one should have his father's wife. Not to get into all of that, but um, the Bible clearly states that this was um, in Leviticus chapter number eighteen that this was a physical relationship that shouldn't happen, and it was such a an atrocious, wicked thing that he says the, the pagans know this is wrong. All right. Now there are situations that that in fact um, I took a current situation. Uh, and, uh, and I just, and I just said to somebody that, you know, just, Hey, uh, there was a, a guy, we were, we were, um, just hitting it up, just talking. And I didn't, I didn't know he had a Seahawks hat on, uh, and, uh, in a store in a mall in, uh, Edmonton. 
And, uh, and so I just, hey, let me, let me throw something by. What do you think of this? And I, just, and I just quickly said whatever. And he goes, that is crazy. So a lost person um, goes, whoa. Um, and so what they're saying is that not even the Gentiles. I mean, the Gentiles know better. Uh, and uh, that one should not have his father's wife. It was more likely uh, the stepmom. Uh, it was more likely, you know, we don't know if somebody, if his father had died or whatever the case may be, but it was just something that you just didn't do. Uh, and, uh, but, but Paul is dealing with the guy, and he's not dealing with the woman, because the woman was a pagan or a heathen and outside the authority of the church of Corinth. So Paul didn't have authority over her, uh, but he had authority over the gentleman uh, and, uh, or, and the church, rather. And so, so there's, there's a whole message in all of that. Uh, and so as a pastor, and we go through these types of things, and as a church, I, I have uh, you know, authority, uh, biblical authority, as the overseer, the under-shepherd of this church. I'm, I'm preaching this. I don't normally preach this way, but that's just that's what the truth of it is. That's my job. It's part of my job description. And, and, and I'm frank and honest. I don't like it. Uh, but when those things have to be dealt with, uh, I'm the one uh, who has the admonition from Scripture to deal with it. And I'm only going to deal with, uh, with, with the members of this church, people that are, out, that are outsiders. If I can put it that way, I have no authority as a pastor. But even saying that, um, there are probably people in the room, even right now, that are like, you don't got authority over me. Uh, and, uh, but if you are a member of a local church, uh, with a pastor, um, there, there are, there's rules, there's truth, there's principles. And, uh, and we're supposed to uh, love uh, and, uh, and prefer one another, but we're also to provoke one another, bear each other's burdens, all the things that we've mentioned, of course, this morning. So uh, instead of dealing with it, he said, you're puffed up, verse number two, and have not rather mourned uh, that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. <clears throat> so if you read commentaries in this whole, there was a certain pride uh, and puffed up. And in, in, in really, the only way to kind of figure what that is was the loving, um, uh, almost apathy. Uh, this, was a, it could be, this was a common thing. Uh, in that church at that time, we know in that society at that moment, it was something that was very rampant uh, and has been in all societies. There was immorality uh, that had taken place, and instead of mourning, they were puffed up with pride. Uh, and so he said, I'm not even there, verse number three, uh, and this is what needs to be done, and you need to deliver that man, uh, verse number five, such an one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh. Your glorying is not good. Uh, and uh, this was a, um, a shocking, repulsive thing. Uh, and the woman evidently was not a Christian. No judgment is pronounced on her. Paul seems shocked at their attitude towards the sin. Uh, and, uh, and God deals with our attitude about sin in Second Peter, uh, in chapter number 2, uh, all over through the Bible. So the, dis the discipline was designed to make the man see uh, that uh, he was doing wrong. Uh, and so Paul uh, says that, uh, in, in verse number four, that he is with them uh, in this. With the, he said, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, I'm with you. Uh, you're to deliver this person uh, and purge out the old leaven. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Um, you've got to purge it out 
because it, it just contaminates and it makes things dirty. Uh, and, uh, and he lays out that uh, there and he says, I told you before, now I'm doubling down and adding to the list uh, and, uh, and that you are to uh, judge them that are within, not those who are without. It's your responsibility. And so uh, they went towards this church discipline. But sin affects the whole church. Uh, just like leaven does the lump. And so, uh, of course, we know leaven is, is symbolic of sin. Uh, and uh, before Jewish families ate Passover, uh, they were supposed to get all of, the, all of the leaven, all of the yeast out of their house. It uh, wasn't even supposed to be around. And he goes on to say, Christ is our Passover. Uh, and the idea is that we're supposed to get sin uh, out of the body. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. And so sin, when it's, it's clearly there, has to be dealt with in preaching not just preaching about it. Uh, and, uh, and again, there's precedent in the Bible uh, for, for me as a pastor to say, and you, and you, and call your name out. And, and if, I, if I did that, it would, it would, our church would blow up. And, uh, and because that's harsh, but there is biblical precedent for that. And, uh, and so I, I know I'm talking in code a little bit. Uh, because we're, we're not at this place, and, uh, and, uh, and I'm really trying to, uh, to have a, a, a patient um, spirit. Uh, but it goes to say that, that we're supposed to hand that sinner over. It says, hand them over to Satan. Put them out of the church, verse number 13. Uh, and so Paul, and again, Paul deals with another sin problem in verses 9 and 10, and that's their indifference, and they're not taking care of what the issue was. Love will always discipline uh, and, uh, and that is a principle clearly laid out in the Bible. So they would not associate or should not associate uh, with non-Christians who were sinful. Uh, Paul says it's necessary that they do so, but they had been associating with Christians that are sinful. And Paul told them not to do it. Uh, and then he goes on in chapter number 6 and, and continues with that. Verse 9, Know ye not that unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor ex, uh, extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. But such were some of you. But you were washed and sanctified. And, uh, and so it goes on, says that you're um, uh, it, just the whole, the whole passage. Verse number 20, uh, for you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and your spirit, which are God's. So and let me also add this. When a person gets saved um, and forgiven uh, and justified uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ, they follow the Lord in believer's baptism. Uh, and that's a public testimony of uh, the fact that they were this before. Now I'm walking in newness of life. It's a public profession of their faith. Uh, and uh, one of the reasons why, <coughs> as a practice, that I don't, when you get baptized at Berean Baptist Church, you don't automatically become a member of Berean Baptist Church. To be a member, you have to be saved and baptized. But to be baptized, you just have to be saved. Okay? Um, and the reason that is the case is because all of the stuff that's listed in here that puts somebody out the back door of a church can't be going on coming in the front door of the church. All right. And so the idea is discipleship, working on those things, getting stuff straightened out. Um, and and, and as, a, as they begin to identify with the church and believe the statement of faith and want to unite, it's the Lord's will, uh, those things. But, uh, but there's just no way that people can get cleaned up uh, in their life before they go into a, ba a baptistry tank. All right? So, so they don't become a member. We vote on that membership 
uh, later on. And by the way, uh, in keeping with making church membership great again, I'm impressing people. If you haven't united with our church to, to join and unite. And uh, because really, like this morning as an example, I have to deal with, you know, very sober things. Uh, and it's hard to do when there, when there are people who don't belong um, as members of this church present. It's hard for people to understand. It's really hard for people who aren't Christians to understand. And uh, so I was a little reluctant in doing so this morning, but I uh, felt like I uh, needed to do so. And uh, so Paul's like, you've got to get this leaven out, purge, purge the church, remove this person, church discipline them, set them out for, to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. And there's a lot that's involved in that. But the idea of church discipline is uh, an unrepentant uh, person uh, who, is, who is put out into the world uh, as, a, as a worldling uh, and, uh, and they lose the fellowship of the local church, the protection uh, of, of God in that instance. Uh, and, uh, and the idea is that in that, mo- in that process, uh, that their life is so miserable uh, that uh, like they, they come to themselves like the prodigal son and they return with repentance and get things right uh, and, uh, and to do that. So here we have a situation. It's ugly. Uh, it is, it's wicked. <clears throat> Paul's uh, telling them uh, you're not dealing with it and your attitude about it uh, isn't right. This is what needs to be done. And it's straightforward and it's very clear in their other instances in the Bible. Uh, but turn with me just uh, to 2 Corinthians chapter number 2 for a minute. Now remember, um, the church at Corinth, they were just messed up uh, in so many different ways. And one of the primary ways or things that people note is this circumstance and it not being dealt with. Uh, and, uh, and when things aren't dealt with biblically, um, it's, a, it's a reproach upon the name of Christ. Like I've said to people like, okay, if you're going to be, uh, well, in fact, when we're, I was up there uh, in uh, Alberta, we were walking out of the hospital and it was with uh, Brother Jackson's sons and we're going out and on the back uh, window there was a, he goes, what do you call this? Uh, and I said, I said, it's a decal. And uh, he said, in Canada they say decal. And I said, well, in America, decal is what I carve off of a brisket uh, and, uh, and throw away. And, uh, and so we're talking about uh, decals. And, uh, and I said, I don't even, our church, we don't have, it said True Life Baptist Church, and it had their logo on the backside. I don't even put that on my car. I drive too fast to put Breen Baptist Church logo on, by, on the back of my car. And, and, uh, and so I'll say, if you're going to be, uh, if you're going to be an idiot towards uh, uh, wait staff at a restaurant, or you're going to uh, be a moron at the, at the gas station or at Safeway, don't tell people you go to Breen Baptist Church. Um, but in a serious way, when, when there is public sin and, um, and, and all the people that you know know you go to church and you're a Christian, it brings a reproach upon Christ in the name of church uh, and, uh, and that has to be protected. That's part of the reason for church discipline. Uh, and, uh, but um, there's good news in this story. Uh, in 2 Corinthians <clears throat> chapter number 2, uh, Paul is, of course, dealing with them. And by this time, he's right. This is now the third letter, at least we know of. Uh, and the tone is different. Um, there's been repentance. There's been, uh, been changes made uh, in the church body as a whole. Uh, in verse number one, it says, But I determined uh, this with myself, that I would not come again unto you in heaviness. Uh, and, and, and by the way, he realized it. I mean, there's times he's like, I'm writing you this letter. 
Because if I come there, it's going to get ugly. And, uh, and, and, and you say that, you know, I'm, I'm big talk, I'm a little guy with a, with a big mouth, uh, and, uh, and all the things that he dealt with, uh, but, but he, even Paul himself, in his humanness that we see in Scripture, it grieved him. Uh, and he didn't want to lay more heaviness upon them. So this is more of an encouraging letter uh, of 2 Corinthians. For if I make you sorry, verse 2, uh, who is he then that maketh me glad? But the same which is made sorry by me. And I wrote this same unto you, lest we, when I came, I should have sorrow from them whom I've ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all, that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote unto you with many tears, uh, not that ye should be grieved, but that ye might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. And he's the same one that says, the more I love you, the less I be loved. Have I become thy enemy because I tell you the truth. Paul uh, notoriously just said what needed to be said. Uh, and, uh, and on the tail end of that, um, uh, there was uh, unfriendliness and, and animus towards him uh, on many of these occasions. Verse 5, but if any have caused grief... He hath not grieved me, but in part, that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment which was inflicted of many. And he's referencing um, what he had implored the church to do with this man who took his father's wife. So that contrarywise, ye ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore, I beseech you that you would confirm your love toward him. Uh, it means to, that confirming is to, ratify, is to ratify with authority your love for this individual. So long story short, uh, they put this gentleman out to the destruction of the flesh in between the writing of 1 Corinthians to 2 Corinthians. Uh, this man apparently had repented uh, and got right with the Lord. And Paul is reminding them of their responsibility to forgive him and comfort him uh, because lest he be consumed uh, and swallowed up with over much sorrow. What the church discipline worked, uh, and, and by the way, it doesn't always work. Okay? Um, people, uh, we are, uh, we're bent on doing wrong. And, uh, and, and every one of us, whether we understand it to be so or not, have an authority problem. Uh, we don't like people telling us what to do. And, uh, and especially if, if the take about, you know, I just go to church because I like, I like the worship and I like Brother Reno's preaching uh, and uh, to people are friendly uh, and, uh, and it's just, you know, I enjoy it. Uh, and, but, then, but then I can preach like how I'm preaching today and people go, time out. I'm not signing up for that. And, uh, and uh, but um, <laughs> the, the Bible, the Bible clearly um, lays all those things out for us. And so he gets right, uh, and uh, the church discipline was working, and he says you need to forgive them and, and then confirm your love toward them. Uh, to this end, uh, did I write that I might know the proof of you, whether you be obedient uh, in all things. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ, lest Satan should have an advantage on us were not ignorant of his devices. Uh, so the man that did a terrible thing, that, which resulted in being excommunicated uh, from the church at Corinth, in that process um, be, had godly sorrow that led to repentance, uh, and he apparently got right, and Paul says, 
because he did that, you need to accept him in your fellowship. Uh, and you need to restore him into your fellowship. It is always. So even when we look at the examples of church discipline in the Bible, this is a pretty um, um, bad case. Okay? And, uh, but we see the spirit of church discipline and the result of proper church discipline and a good ending to church discipline in, with this individual <coughs> who did something that even pagans and heathens would say, that's messed up. Um, so I'm saying all that tonight to kind of add to my thoughts from this morning, is that forgiveness is the default. Love, forgiveness, patience, kindness, we are to prefer one another, we're long-suffering, we're to love each other, forgive each other like Christ has forgiven us. But there comes time when people commit um, acts, sins, uh, some that were mentioned in the areas uh, where the Bible clearly shows uh, those local churches, Philippi, Thessalonica, uh, others, in dealing with sin um, with the intent that that person uh, repents and asks, confesses it, asks for forgiveness, and then we, we grant them that. Uh, and a, we gain a brother. Here's the hard part. Um, we can't, like God remembers things no more, we, we struggle with all that side of it. We keep score. And, but that's not biblical forgiveness and that's not grace. When, 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 you, when, when somebody, and again, it could be 70 times 7, like how many times I got to, how many times do I got to forgive uh, her or him for the same thing um, every time they ask for forgiveness? Biblically. Now, I get it. I understand it. I mean, there's, there's times where, where I'm sitting, you know, counseling some people, whatever, and, and stuff comes out, and, uh, and I'm like, I, I, in my mind, I'll go, if, if she kills him in his sleep, I ain't going to cry about it. <laughs> Are you following me? Like, humanly speaking, I'm like, <laughs> like you, 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 just, you just, you hear stuff, and you're like, wow. And in, in the visceral response, we have this fight or flight, and it's like, you know, um, I get it. I understand it. It's emotionally charged and it's terrible. And, and sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's stuff that, uh, that um, it's just, it's so out there. But, but, but biblical forgiveness, um, biblical forgiveness is necessary. And, and, and when, somebody, when somebody says to me, Pastor, Pastor Reno, Brother Reno, whatever, I'm sorry, would you please forgive me? Um, I forgive them. Uh, and, uh, and then I do my dead level best, humanly speaking, to not keep score. And, um, and it's just, um, uh, it is a, <clears throat> it's difficult and it's hard to do. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm challenging you tonight, that is what you need to do uh, in these, these types of moments. And when someone's overtaken in a fault, when there's sin, they have sin in their life, the Bible says, you which are spiritual restore such an one. And so what you need to do is you, you focus on your walk with the Lord and get to a place where you can help somebody, beams and motes, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, it's hard to help somebody with something that um, you, you have a problem with. Uh, and then lovingly, with the intent of re- restoration and gaining a brother or a sister in Christ, um, you, you love them through the, the sin and the conflict. And you're like, you've got to get right. And when you see godly sorrow uh, in repentance... 
And there's been instances where um, uh, recently where it's like, I'm sorry, um, and I'm, I'm repenting, uh, and do it again. I'm sorry, and I'm repenting, and do it again. And, uh, and uh, it's like, um, sometimes we have to just take people's word for it because it's hard for us to discern. Um, we're not God. We can't see people's hearts or their motives. And, uh, but then we have to, at some point, balance that with fruit. That's meat for repentance. You say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it again, but then you keep doing it again. Um, there's, there's no repentance. And uh, there's a willful sin. And the Bible talks about a fearful looking for of judgment. Uh, and, um, and so it's in those moments where there's, un, where there's not repentance and there's, there's no change. Uh, and then uh, even in cases of, of rebellion towards the word of God in the actual sin or arguing the case that what they're doing is not sinful, uh, but then um, uh, it's, it just can't be tolerated. And it's in those moments where, you know, um, I, I, I pulled some people aside just the other night and just said, here's, some, here's this, try to help them. And, uh, and, and, and then I, I, I left and went out of, you know, and went out of town. Uh, and uh, uh, so what's the goal? The goal is to reach them and beg them and implore them to get right with God. Um, and, and at some point, if that doesn't happen, and there's, and there's, and there's no response, um, then we're left only with this recourse. But again, the intent is for them to, for that to, um, to, to push them towards the Lord and repentance. And that doesn't happen uh, if, if, if I church discipline them or the church votes on it and then, then you just hang out with them like you always do and in whatever and it just doesn't, doesn't work. You have to treat them as a heathen and a publican. And uh, we'll say, that. I don't like that. I don't like it either. I wish it wasn't in the Bible. But it is. And, um, and his commandments are not grievous. If we're saved and sincerely love the Lord, we'll obey him. Um, and when you think of big picture, it's like, you know, well, we, as a parent, I mean, how many of you have told your kids stuff they don't like? <laughs> I, do, I still do that. <laughs> uh, and my kids are grown. And, um, and so it's not that, you know, you don't ever um, take a stand. Uh, and, um, but um, this is the formula that God lays out in the Bible. And, uh, and so I wanted to, to preach on it and teach on it and for you to know where I'm coming from today and ask you to pray. Uh, and, uh, and then be, beyond the, those circumstances, it's, we should be praying uh, in, in, in watching over each other. And holding each other accountable. Um, it, it's, it's being part of a church is, is being in one another's business. Not as a busy body and as a gossip. Uh, but, but we're to provoke one another into love and good works. We're supposed to care for uh, and, uh, and speak the truth in love. Um, and uh, a, a plug for tonight's fellowship. It's, it's, it's hard to love people you don't know. And, uh, and so it's just like, you know, um, they're, they're gonna be, there's going to be instances where, you know, things have been dealt with and there'll be people like, I don't even know who that person is. And, uh, and it's not like we have thousands of people. Um, you know, at our church, you should know, you know, uh, and, uh, and get to know people. So uh, that's a challenge for tonight to, to stay in, in fellowship.
a little bit at the end. So I'm asking you to pray. I'm asking you to be um, understanding. Uh, I'm, I'm asking you to, um, when that, that tinge of, of authority uh, in, in problems that all of us have in us, as, as with a sin nature, begin to rear its head, and um, that, you, that I'm hoping that you go, well, you know, I'm thank, thankful I'm not the pastor. Uh, and uh, in, in support um, the decisions that are made. And then also, um, with any circumstance, um, what if you just, as a default, uh, in your mind, in your heart, just kind of settled in on the fact that you might not know uh, all the information? Okay? And um, in, uh, because if you, if you had all the information, you'd probably make the same decision. Uh, but there are but there are times when that information cannot be communicated, um, and it does nothing, um, you know, to uh, to helping people. I've had thirty some years of practice <coughs> of dealing with very um, difficult situations, and then learning how to love people um, despite those things, and and to and to act. Um, normal, uh, and in it not be weird. Um, I've had a lot of practice. Not everybody has had that practice. So sometimes it's weird. And what makes things even more weird is all the information. Okay? And so, so you may not get all the information. Um, so there's a, 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 a trust. Um, Paul didn't have, he didn't have all the information. He got it secondhand. Somebody reported it, and he put the hammer down. Uh, and, uh, and so um, the things that, that I'm speaking to are, are things that I have firsthand um, uh, knowledge and in, in participation in the process. And, uh, and so um, I'm, I'm asking you to have a good spirit and a trusting, trusting spirit and attitude. Uh, and, uh, and instead of um, getting angry at the biblical process, um, just be thankful that God has given us clear processes in the Bible to deal with things in spiritual ways um, because the church is special to him uh, and it needs to be special to us uh, and, uh, and we, need, we all need to work on that. We're going to stop there. And let's all stand uh, and again by way of invitation tonight with the content of the message. I'm just asking you to pray uh, for one another and for the church and uh, for me and, and, uh, and for uh, people that uh, are um, you know involved in in difficult things right now? Some of their own doing. Uh, some um, you, we don't. When we sin, we don't. You know, we're not on an island. It affects the people around us, uh, and uh, and so um, so it has to be dealt with uh, and lovingly. Uh, and uh, and I'm just there's just times where you know uh, I get in the flesh and. Um, and I just I want to just you know shake people, and uh, and so I take a step back, uh, and uh, and think about stuff and process things and try to ask for wisdom, uh, and uh, from the Lord and in um, clear biblical direction, and always go back to like you know I love this person I love these people uh, and uh, and I want them to 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 be here and to love the Lord and to walk with God. Uh, and, uh, and so what can I do? What can we do as a church to help them? 
uh, along that way, and, and sometimes it's tough, tough stuff uh, like this. And so we need to 